One of the beautiful things about having a membership site is recurring revenue. People join, they sign up, you make the conversion once, and then their credit card is billed or charged every single month thereafter. But that assumes one major thing, which is that they don't cancel. So if you've been running a membership site for any length of time, you understand that people do cancel. This is called churn, and this can be the death of a membership site. No matter how many people you get to join, if everybody cancels a month or two or three in, you make no money. You can't grow. So today, what I want to do is break down five ways, if you're a membership site owner, you can keep people from canceling the membership. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 108 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Hope you are doing well. If you are watching on YouTube, thank you. I see you, appreciate you, see all your comments. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast, thank you for tuning in, spending part of your day with me. We're gonna break down five practical ways you can stop the bleeding, keep people from canceling your membership. Before we jump into that though, I want to point you to my Passive Income Workshop. This is a free, powerful training that will help you get your online business up and running and automated. The idea in this workshop is to teach you how to build your first $1,000 a month of recurring automated passive income in just 30 minutes a day of work. Once you have that up and running, then you can pretty much scale the business from there. This model that I teach in the workshop is exactly how I run both of my online businesses. It's been the way I've been doing it for 12 years. It's the best way to run an online business, in my humble opinion. But hey, this is The Graham Cochran Show, so I'm going to teach it the way I like it and the way I do it. It's about 45 minutes of training. It breaks down the four components of passive income that you need. Most people know about two to three of these, and they don't know how to get the fourth one integrated and get this business working for them as opposed to taking up all their time. So if you want to check out that workshop, it's free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Or if you're watching here on YouTube, you can click, click the link below this video. You'll go right there. Sign up. It's free. And uh, it takes about 45 minutes. Take notes, take action on it, build your online business. Or if you're kind of stuck in your online business, you want to know what's the part you're missing. I've got some suggestions. I've got some scripts you can literally copy and paste from the workshop and even the tools and techniques that I'm using today to grow my online business. It's free at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Okay, let's talk membership sites. Uh, I love membership sites because they're a great addition to having online courses. I think they really go well together, um, either as the logical next step. Some people call this sort of the back end of uh, a course, uh, or it can be a logical front end to a course. Maybe the community is the main product, and then if people want to dive in deeper to certain topics, they can offshoot into online courses. Either way, it's a great integration. And if you want to stabilize your income, and if you want to have um, more predictability, between an automated funnel, which is ideally the way you set up your online business as opposed to just launching stuff and promoting all the time. You want a combination. You, it's not that I'm against launching, but you want that automated income coming from your funnel 
And then pair that with recurring revenue from your membership. You have a really powerful business that's dependable. Then you know what you're going to make every month, pretty much, give or take. So I recommend membership sites. The problem is people who teach membership membership sites, they, they just typically teach the benefits, not a lot of the cons. And one of the major cons is, like I said at the top of the show, people cancel. And this is heartbreaking. And it's funny how shocking this is to business owners who already intellectually know, of course, people are going to cancel, right? You've had Netflix at some point or some kind of subscription like it. You've joined and then maybe you're not using it anymore. So what do you do? You cancel because it's a recurring bill that if you're not using it or no longer find the value in it or no longer like it, why are you going to keep paying it? You cancel and Netflix, they're not crying, you know, but if there's not like one person that's running Netflix in the background that's just like so depressed that, you know, Graham canceled his Netflix account. No, they don't care. It's not that they don't care, but it's just, it's business. They understand people are going to cancel. And as a business model, they're trying to get new people in all the time. And they're trying to do things to give you reason to stick around and not cancel. Because that's how you grow your income with the membership site. It's not just selling more members. Everyone's like, oh, I want to get 100 members, 1,000 members. Who cares how many members you sell? What matters is how many members can you keep? So you, you have to make effort in both the sales process, getting new leads, converting them to your membership, promoting your membership, which is work. And I think a lot of people understand that. That's a lot like selling an online course. But then there's another skill, which is you have to keep them engaged keep them from wanting to cancel, continue to almost sell after they've purchased. And that's the part that no one really wants to talk about because it's it's not glamorous. It's glamorous to say, sell it once, they pay you forever, but that's not real. Very few people stick around forever. So what I thought I'd do today is share with you five practical ways to reduce your churn. And churn is the percentage of people who have canceled that month of the number of people that are in your membership. So if you start the month with 100 members, And then throughout the course of that month, five people cancel. Well, that's a 5% churn, right? The percentage of your current members that canceled that month. So the goal is to keep your churn as low as possible. And there's a lot of different studies on what's good churn. That's not really the point of this episode, but I would say you want to be under 10% churn, right? The lowest number possible is great. But if you're over 10% churn, if more than 10% of your members are canceling each month, you probably have a problem. There's a big leak in the boat. Now, there will always be people canceling. That's not your problem. A lot of times it's just because some people need to move on. Some people can no longer afford it. It's not a perfect fit for everybody after a while. That's to be expected. Don't cry, but let's just get that number as low as possible. And here's five practical ways to do that. Let's start with the most important, I think, and that is create an amazing community. Now, this might sound obvious, but it's not. When I coach people with membership sites, they think, oh, I got to keep coming up with new content, new content, new content. How much content do I got to put on my membership? And it reveals that there is an overemphasis in their minds on content. How much new stuff do I need to stuff into this membership every month to keep people from canceling? What we have found over the years is that content, although that's what people join for typically because they want to learn the thing and they want the transformational benefit from being in your membership, which they believe comes through content, Content is not what keeps people in a membership. It might draw them to the membership, right? Ryan Lee has always said people come for the content, but they stay for the community. They stay for the community. And that is assuming you have created a thriving, amazing 
community. So let's back the train up real quick. Do you have a community element to your membership? Or is it some recurring pricing for just a course? Because some people do that. They sell a course, they have to pay every month for the course. That's not really a membership site. A true membership site ideally has a community element. So this could be a Facebook group. This could be an old school forum, right? Anybody remember vBulletin? Yeah, I, that was my first membership site. We had a forum, vBulletin. Yeah, welcome to the late 90s. Uh, and then, so it could be Facebook group. It could be an old school forum. If you're in Kajabi, Kajabi has their own Kajabi communities, which is a product inside of Kajabi that looks a lot like a stripped down Facebook group, right? There's an ongoing feed, latest post for the top. You can like it. You can leave comments. You can tag people in it. There's uh, subcategories that you can leave your, your uh, post under a certain category, you can search through the community. So it's basically a mini Facebook group, but built into Kajabi. Uh, there's other products like Discourse, um, Circle, a lot of products that create communities. What matters is not necessarily which product you use for your community. There's a lot of reasons why you might pick one over the other, but what matters more is that you have one and that you emphasize it regularly, especially when people join, one of the first things you should have them do once they join the membership through your onboarding email sequence or through your welcome video, ideally both, is after you welcome them with a big old smile and tell them how smart they are for investing in themselves and joining this community, you say, hey, the first thing I want you to do is go over into the community and introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and you know something related to the niche, you know? So if I have, a, I have a music community called Recording Revolution VIP, and we use a product called Discourse for the community element there, and once they join, we want them to jump in there, introduce themselves. There's a whole category for introduce yourself and tell us who you are, where you live, and what instrument is your primary instrument or something related to your recording studio, right? So for me and my business membership, the Six Figure Coaching Community, which is a Kajabi community for that, that membership, when they jump in, I'm telling them to say what their name is, where they live, and what their business is and link to their online business. Are you a fitness expert? Are you a dog walking expert? Are you a riding coach? Or like, what are you? So you want people to introduce themselves. If you can get them into the community, train them to use the community, you will have a better chance of keeping that person around. People who get involved with the other members of your community become stickier. This is because they build relationships. The great thing about a membership community is that it gives your students what's lacking in YouTube, what's lacking in your courses, what's lacking in the books they're reading uh, and the seminars they go to. It's the relationships, right? All of the amazing content that you and I are creating through our courses or YouTube videos or podcasts or blogs are great, but it's one way. It's free a lot of times and even the paid stuff, amazing content, but it's one way. I can learn it. I can get educated. I can get mentored one way, but I'm still alone, right? Your membership, your community should really emphasize the community piece to say, look, Let's talk. This is a place where you can vent your frustrations. This is a place where you can ask questions and not feel stupid because the people here understand where you're at because we're all the same. This is a place where you can um, celebrate each other. This is a place where you can just talk about anything you want to. It has nothing to do with the, the point of the membership. It's just, hey, we're alone. We're, we're isolated. This was even pre-COVID, right? This was a thing. People felt alone and they wanted to connect with other people like them. Your membership community can be that connection place. 
So if you can get people involved in a community, and if you do a good job of keeping the people engaged in the community, at least once a week, having, you know, conversation prompts or challenges or whatever to get people excited, tag people, get people back into the community, email them what's going on in the community, just have an amazing community, people are less likely to cancel because they will have built relationships and friendships. And even if they don't consume the content, that will be the thing that keeps them sticky. This takes work, especially at the beginning. You're going to have to be more active in your own community, especially at the beginning. As your community grows, here's a little bonus tip for you, and then we'll move on to the other ways to keep people from canceling. But I want to really hit this home because I think community is the most important piece of getting people to stick around. As your community grows, one of your jobs will be to identify a super fan star student in your community, someone who is active in the community, who is encouraging to the other members, who gets to know the other members, who engages with a lot of the conversations, who you realize this person is doing a better job of the community than I am. Find that person, email them, reach out to them, and either directly in an email or jump on a conversation, like a Zoom call with them, whatever, thank them for being an amazing member of the community, praise them for how they're making people feel welcome and what they mean to the community and just like literally tell them the truth about how much value they're bringing to the community and then offer them something as a gift because of their amazingness. And what you offer them is free lifetime membership, okay? You say, look, I'm gonna just cancel your your payment so that you could just stay in the community forever for free just because I just appreciate you. I, I'm not asking anything of you other than you just keep being yourself. Just keep being active in the community. If you can just keep showing up and being who you are and enjoying the community and loving on people and being amazing, I would just love to give you forever free membership. Generally speaking, this will work. And what this is gonna do is give that person, it's gonna love on them. It's gonna reward them for just being amazing, for one. Two, it's gonna just give them even more motivation to love on your people. Uh, and three, that's then going to help your community thrive because that person who already had internal motivation to just be active in the community because maybe they're super relational or they just love it, now they have even more motivation to do more and be more of who they are in your community. If you feel that like you're putting too much pressure on them or you really want them to do a bit more than that, you can always offer to pay them. You know, give them free membership and a stipend every month to be somewhat of a community manager, someone that just isn't super involved and engages with everybody and and takes care of people and, and just, you know, breaks up any disputes or whatever that is or reports to you if there's any issues. That kind of community manager, whether free or paid, can really help the community piece thrive. As your membership grows and you get more people, I know people say, Graham, there's no one really active in my community. You got to understand most people aren't going to be active. The percentage of people who lurk is going to be high and the percentage of people who engage is going to be small. So the more people in your membership, the bigger that number becomes and you're going to see more engagement. So just give it time. It will grow. Stick with it. Find a partner or a community manager to help you and be as active as you can so then people will build relationships and not want to cancel. That is a lot. Let's move on to the second one, which is related. And this is huge. Celebrate or highlight member wins. You want to love on your people by paying them attention. Imagine you join a community of one of your heroes online in your niche. You're paying to be there. You're in the community. And then imagine that your hero who owns the membership site emails out the whole list or 
messages the whole community to celebrate one of your wins, something that you post in the community and draws all the attention to you. Imagine how that make you feel, not only to get the attention of the community, but really to get the attention of the membership site owner, your hero, who now has basically said, I see you. Congratulations to you on whatever you're doing. I just want to celebrate how awesome you are. How good does that make you feel? That's amazing. To be recognized by our heroes, to have our wins celebrated, it's encouraging. It's motivating. Now imagine doing that to a lot of your members. Imagine your members seeing other people being celebrated, highlighted in your community. That trains them to want to share their own wins, no matter how big or small, because they've now seen a culture where other members are sharing their wins, and you as the membership site owner are highlighting those wins as well, which is incredible. This is a culture you can create. If you don't do this, very few people are going to celebrate their wins. It has to be learned. You have to educate them, train them. I've been doing this in my community for the last couple of years in the Graham Six Figure Coaching community. There's an entire share your wins um, subject or topic but I would try to share my own wins. I try to like get people to share their wins. And then when somebody would share their win, I would screen grab it, email my list. In fact, I try to do this once a month. I try to email my community, my membership site, at least once a week. And one of those weekly emails tr- traditionally is a highlight or a member win. So I look through the recent member wins, find one that's super cool, screen grab it, email it to all the members, link back to the community and celebrate the person's win. Like, look how, you know, Michaela just launched her course and did $10,000, or look how so-and-so like doubled their email list, or so-and-so got a cool collaboration, or in fact, one of our members, Brad, in our actual six-figure coaching community, Brad Long, had a video. He's a a, sort of a, a financial coach. He helps people pay off their debt and become financially independent. He had one of his videos. Again, he had a small YouTube subscriber base, small views, but one of his videos went viral, like hundreds of thousands of views in a couple of days blew up. There was a big news piece. He covered it. And then his video became the the video on all of YouTube around this this piece of news. And it blew up. So we were all celebrating his win, emailing it out, talking about, look at Brad, his, his video counts are going up and up and up. All of that, when you email that out to your members and tell them to click over and go like show some love to Brad, leave him a comment below, all this does is train your people to highlight their wins. Now, Flip side to that, I've seen some members recently feel like, oh, I don't have any big wins like Brad or any of these people. And so they don't feel like they have anything to share. So you have to train people to share small wins. And that's why you only want to highlight not just, you don't only want to highlight just the big wins. You want to highlight the small wins as well. So people realize a win can be a variety of things. Any kind of progress is a win. So if you can highlight member wins, celebrate them, create that culture, that gets people really engaged to want to share their wins in the community to get the encouragement by the the whole community, but also just to get your eyeballs and your praise. It means a lot. They they like you. That's why they follow you. That's why they joined your membership. They want your praise. They want to know that you know who they are and that you are impressed. That keeps people around. All right, let's go into two related ways to keep people from canceling. This has to do, both of these have to do with pricing, okay? Uh, The third one is grandfather pricing, grandfather pricing. So when you launch your membership, one strategy, and if you've already launched, it's fine. It's it's too late. It's fine. But when you've launched, one strategy is to launch at a founder's rate, a discounted rate where you say, look, the price is going to be, you know, let's say $50 a month. But um, as I'm opening up this first time, it's only going to be $25 a month. And if you join at this founder's rate, 
and you stay a member in good standing, you get to lock that price in for life. You are grandfathered in forever at that price point. This can help members stick around because they know that if they cancel and want to come back, they will have to join again at the more expensive rate, which is sometimes twice as much as what they paid. Now, some people, they don't really care. They're going to quit anyway, or they need to quit, or it doesn't really matter, but it might give them pause because they have such a good deal, okay? I'm sure there's been plenty of products that you've signed up for that you had such a good deal and it's locked in forever. Now, other memberships like Netflix, you know, a lot of these streaming services don't do this. When they raise their prices, everyone's price goes up. But imagine if you were one of like the original you know, Disney Plus members, let's say, you're paying $4.99 a month. And imagine if Disney Plus goes up to 10 bucks a month or 15 bucks a month or whatever, which is totally doable and reasonable for them because it costs so much, they're not even profitable yet, even though they're making hundreds of millions of dollars a month. If they raise it up to $15 a month, but you were grandfathered in, like you would really think twice about canceling Disney Plus if you're, you get to lock in five bucks a month. You'd be like, dude, for, I'm gonna keep it forever. Same thing with like gym memberships. If you get a, an amazing price at a gym membership, uh, and they grandfather you in, like you're not going to cancel, even if you stop going to the gym, because you're like, well, if I ever do go back, it's going to be so much more, so I might as well just keep it. it. That's one way, grandfather pricing, to keep people from canceling. Again, doesn't work foolproof, but it definitely helps keep some people in the loop. Fourth one related to that is annual pricing. So when you have a membership site, you don't just want to have a monthly price, you also want to have an annual price. Always have at least that other option. And there's a lot of reasons why. One is you never generally want to have one price for anything. You want to have two options or three options because it shifts people's minds from should I buy this thing to which one should I buy, which is a powerful psychological switch. But even bigger than that when it comes to subscription products like a membership site, if you have a membership that costs $25 a month and you have an annual version that's $250 a year, which is a great model, by the way, you're kind of giving them two months free. So it's discounted if they commit to the annual, which it should be, right? If you're going to pay more up front now, they should be getting a reward. So you have the discounted annual, 25 a month or 250 a year. If people go for the annual because it's a better deal, they're basically prepaying 10 months worth of membership. So if you find from your analytics that your lifetime value or the number of months that your members typically stick around for is five months, and then typically they cancel after five months, if you could get them to commit to the annual plan, well, they're going to stick around for 12 months, and they will have paid you for probably around 10 months, depending on how you choose to price your annual package, which is a guaranteed twice as much money or twice as long of a membership than your average member. So the more annual members you can get, the longer you can skew that average. You get more people sticking around longer, which means more money for you. But also the longer they stay in the community, if you go back and you have an amazing community like point one, and you're celebrating and highlighting member wins point two, then guess what? After a year of that, they're gonna be more inundated into the community. They're gonna be more sticky and they're gonna be less likely to cancel even after a year and they'll stick around for another year or what have you. So moving people to annual pricing is huge. So if you don't have an annual option, add one. For years, my first membership, Dueling Mixes, which I ran for seven years with a buddy of mine named Joe, for years it was just one option. It was $27 a month. I don't know why we didn't have an annual option. Then we decided to add an annual option for $270 a year. And we didn't have it on the sales page at the time, but what we did is we emailed all our current members and we said, Right now, you're paying $27 a month for Dueling Mixes membership. 
would you like dueling mixes for only $19 a month? That's kind of how we pitched, pitched it. I think the subject line was like, would you like this for only $19 a month? And what we basically said is like, if you commit to the annual plan, your equivalent monthly price is $19 a month if you pay for a year in advance. And we just offered them the chance to switch their plan to annual. We had no idea how many people would take us up on this, but we found that 25%, one quarter of all of our members, that one email said, switch me over to annual, which gave us a major influx of cash that month, which was nice, and then made them longer committed members, which is really, really cool. So you can still add an annual plan, even if you never had one. And if it converts well, even if it gets 10, 15% of your members over to annual, that's great. Then put it on your sales page as another option moving forward for new members. Another bonus tip here too, is you could automate an email to go out to your members after a month or two or three of membership who are monthly and have an automated email that says, hey, have you been enjoying your membership? Would you like to get it at a discount? Consider switching to annual. And that can be all triggered. Like if you're in Kajabi and they join your monthly membership on the monthly plan, just have an automation that says 90 days or 60 days or 30 days after they they're subscribed to this email sequence, which could be the welcome sequence, send this additional email that offers them the annual plan. And it could be an automated upsell, basically a couple months down the road after they've gotten some value in the membership. All right, fifth and final way to keep people from canceling your membership site. And this is a very powerful one that I learned from Stu McLaren, who's probably the godfather of memberships in terms of knowing all things memberships. And it's to have a success path. I'm not going to have time to go crazy in depth here on how to build out a success path, but I want to explain it to you because this was something that I was not doing for many, many years until I went through Stu McLaren's tribe course years ago. Uh, and most of it I knew, but when he mentioned the success path, it made total sense to me. Uh, and for me, it was a game changer. The idea is the pro one of the problems with a membership is that it's ongoing, it's open-ended, it's vague as compared to an online course, which has clear beginning and end. You come in here for the course to learn a specific thing. A transformation should happen. And when you get to the end of the course, you will know everything you need to know to have the transformation happen. Obviously you have to take action on what you've learned, but that's the beauty of the course is it's clear what the transformation is gonna be. In a membership site, it's harder to see what the transformation is gonna be, but really it's harder to know if they're making progress. The success path, is a way, it's a measuring stick, it's a barometer for your members to know if they're making progress towards their goal. So what you're doing as the membership site owner is creating three to five stages, or really three to seven, it can go up to seven, stages of the journey. So if, for example, your membership was a fitness membership and it was helping people lose weight and get in shape, at the beginning of the journey, you can imagine that the people at the very, very beginning stage are overweight, unhealthy, don't exercise, don't eat well. And at the very, very end of your journey, they're, they're at an ideal target weight, in shape, work out regularly, know how to eat healthy, have so much energy, whatever. You can describe sort of the beginning and the end. Those are probably easier to describe sort of the dream. That's probably what you're selling when you're pitching your membership. And then the, where they're starting is probably where you're speaking to their pain points. The secret is then what's in between? How do you break up going from point A to point B, you know, so that they actually can see like, well, it's hard to imagine themselves super fit, super healthy when they're not. So break it up into little chunks or baby steps, right? To use Dave Ramsey's language and give them sort of, you know, well, stage two, three, four, and then maybe stage five is the final stage. And then 
in those stages, you break up sort of progress. What would one step or one stage of progress look like? What milestones would they have achieved to know that they're in stage two? And what action steps would they have to take then to get to stage three and give them names for those stages? So for example, in my membership, Graham's Six Figure Coaching Community, I have the Six Figure Success Path, the Six Figure Blueprint. The purpose of my membership is to help online business owners who've already started, they've already launched, they may not have made much money, but they're making a few hundred bucks a month, right? That's the beginning journey. My goal in the membership is to help them start to earn $100,000 a year or more in their membership or their business, excuse me. But more specifically, I have stages broken up. So I have the spark stage, which is the very first stage. That's what I've called it. And in this stage, they're making $500 to $1,000 a month. They have one online course, one product, right? And they're creating regular weekly content once a week, right? And they have their website set up and they have a basic, basic email funnel with that one course. So they have to have that in place to even be at the spark stage. But if they've taken my online course, Automatic Income Academy, they should be at that stage because that course gets them from zero idea to launching and getting that automation in place. So that course tees them right up to the first stage of my membership, the spark stage. The very end of the spectrum is the freedom stage where they're making 10K a month working 20 hours a week or less. They have one part-time VA or assistant or somebody, uh, and they have at least two courses and a membership. And like they're very specific milestones. In between those are the push stage and the scale stage. And those stages have unique milestones to them that help people who are at the beginning of the spark stage know, okay, I, I can't get to $10,000 a month and only working 20 hours a week I don't know what to, how to do how to get there. So I've broken it up and say, okay, if you're in the spark stage, you probably need to launch your second course and you probably need to then eventually get a membership and be doing like one collaboration. Like I break down the specific things that they need to be focusing on to increase their revenue. And then there's different measures to know in their you know, revenue measures, um, work hours measures, milestones and barometers to know if they're in that stage. But it helps people identify where they are in the journey, their path to success. This concept is relatively simple to understand, but it's game-changing if you sit down and create these stages, name them whatever you want to name them, describe how people are thinking, feeling, and what they're doing at each stage, write down a all the milestones to know whether they're in that stage or not, it has to be very clear that milestones have to be a yes or a no. I either have launched a second course or I haven't. I'm either working 30 hours a week or less or I'm not. I've either done one major collaboration with someone who's got a bigger audience than me or I haven't. You know, it has to be very clear, not vague, so they know if they've reached that stage or not. And then you have to be able to, to have clear action steps to get to the next stage. Those action steps are based off of the next stage's milestones, basically. When you create this, and it might take you some time to map it out, you might not know how many stages they are, you might want to really think through, if I want to break it up more, is it too big of a leap, whatever. When you do this, and then you communicate this to your members, it gives them clear instruction on what to do first, second, and third. And that can help them as a member know that they're making progress, even if they're not at the very end. They might still be at the beginning, but they see some progress that they're making, which helps them see the value that they're getting in the membership from your coaching from your content, and from your community, which keeps them from wanting to cancel. So that's all I'll talk about the success path for now, but it's certainly worth thinking through what are those stages, what are the milestones in each stages, 
And how are people going to progress from one stage to the next to ultimately get to the transformation that they're looking for in your membership? So there they are. Five ways to keep people from canceling your membership. Create an amazing, thriving community. Celebrate and highlight member wins. Use grandfather pricing. Use annual pricing. And then implement and promote a success path. If you do these five things, start to slowly implement them into your workflow, you're going to see people get stickier. You, yes, you'll still have people cancel. It's just the nature of the beast. But you're going to see that churn reduced. You're going to see people get excited to be a part of the community and see results, which is going to show them the value. They just need to be convinced of the value every single month to warrant continue paying you. And that's fair. You would do the same thing. That's your job. So don't just focus on selling and getting people in the membership. Your job doesn't end there. Your job is to then continue to keep them engaged so they continue to find the value and they continue to pay you month in and month out. So question for you is, which of these five ways are you for sure not doing and you want to implement right away in your membership? Leave me a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. I'd love to find out. And if you haven't already kicked off your online business or created an automated income stream, watch my workshop, my passive income workshop, where I teach you how to create your first $1,000 a month of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. It's super powerful, super didactic, step-by-step. I don't really hold anything back. I just show you the exact business model I'm doing, how it works, how you can do it, template scripts you can totally copy and use to create some automated income in your spare time. It's absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. All right. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Hope you stay healthy and safe. I'm excited for your membership. And I'll see you on another episode real soon. 